<laughs> yeah, I think we're all kind of like give me stuff kind of guys sometimes though. What? I feel like I don't know when it changes to where you're just like, eh, about your birthday. Like you get excited about your birthday and then you just go, wow, birthdays aren't really that yeah. big of a deal. <laughs> no, yeah. I've yeah. had so many. I've had so many. I've had so many. Um, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I have had so many. I've had a lot of them. Hey, I'm going to stop this. Welcome to Hypothetical Comedy, the podcast, everybody. I am Funky Sam Medina. Oh, and I am Athena Rodriguez. And we are alongside uh, comedy and TikTok sensation, Cody Webb. How are you doing, Cody? I am doing well. Thank you for inviting me on. I I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. I'm glad you could find time in your busy uh, TikTok schedule to uh, to join us. (laughs) Hey, oh, yes. all those to... TikTok meetings I need to go to, <laughs> all those TikTok conferences. Before we take a deep dive into your TikTok <laughs> lifestyle, uh, <laughs> you got married recently. Congratulations. Yay. I did. Yes. Very exciting. Uh, I mean, we do love each other or whatever, but it was a lot for, it was mostly insurance. Oh yeah. Well, you know, those but are I mean, marriages. I, it was it worked it works out because we I mean, we've been <laughs> together for we we got married on our sixth anniversary. Oh, that's cool! Nice. Yeah. yeah so that awesome. way we didn't have to change it. That was the logic behind it. Did you uh, literally get married on April first? No, no. So okay. yeah. So the people who don't know, on April first, I announced that I, uh, my partner and I were getting married. I didn't believe you, by the way. Yes. See, that the was thing intentional. Is- it's my it's my birthday and so i'm very april fool sensitive ah yeah mm-hmm. no, no it was completely intentional because to me the best prank is to announce actual news on april 1st and then just <laughs> not clarify to anyone until the actual news happens <laughs> nice and so that's what i did and so about a month later when we had the actual like actual ceremony and i posted about it people there were a lot of people that were like oh my god i didn't realize this is real and i'm like yes exactly <laughs> like, what i wanted cody <laughs> you've taken this joke a little too far <laughs> do anything for a laugh that cody webb no congratulations though that's yeah. awesome that's awesome Thank and you. then, you know, like, I mean, like us too, like we got married, we were together for nine years when we got married. Was it nine? It was nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because you said that you got married on your anniversary in order to keep the date. Well, our, our <laughs> anniversary was July 5th, um, but our, we got married on July 13th. So it's like right in the same kind of like time frame, but it's not the same day. Right. So we have that. So what we're saying is we have two anniversaries now. Give us presents. Make it about us. <laughs> yeah, give us all kinds of shit. <laughs> I'm that's, just kidding. That's what it goes to. Instead of birthday celebrating birthdays, it goes to celebrating anniversaries. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so, uh, Cody, how long have you been doing comedy? Um, I started when I was 19, but I haven't been going doing it full t- like i haven't been doing it seriously until like the last couple of years uh i did so i would only really count for like the first four years i would only count like six months of that and then the last yeah. two years i've been doing it a lot more seriously so it's been about two and a half years did the pandemic um kind of change because you know two years ago was the pandemic 
Right. Did that change your outlook on comedy and just like doing it and taking it more seriously? Yes. So when I when I started, I was living in Boston. Uh, I, was I remember you to, living in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing grad sc- school stuff in Boston. And I just and basically all of the every time I would have to go to a mic, it would just it would be an ordeal because. I would have to take the, the bu- I would have to take, you know, a series of buses to get over there and all that. It would, and most of the mics were just not convenient for where I was located. Yeah. yeah. And so the commute was really bad. And with already having to deal with grad school stuff, that just wasn't really conducive oh, to doing wow. comedy. But mm-hmm. with everything going to Zoom, that made things a lot easier because I didn't have to do that commute. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I could do a lot more comedy. And that's when I really started to refine things, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And also was able to develop the skill of not caring what the audience thinks as much. Because that's I mean, definitely yeah. something you need. In, uh, just in because- Zoom, you can't really care because, I mean, sometimes there's an audience, sometimes there's no audience. Sometimes they're muted, you know, just yeah, exactly. it's, it's a wild card factor sometimes. It is, it is much more, it, 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 yeah, it's, 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 it's very volatile Zoom audiences. <laughs> that's a good, that's so, a good word to describe it. Yes. So getting used to that and not, and, and yeah, just, just learning how to not really care as much was definitely something that helped. And, you know, gave me an excuse to write again a lot of my favorite jokes that i've written were in that pandemic time oh, nice. you know and just you know just having a good time overall in terms of that i did enjoy zoom comedy and i did i do i i did feel sad when it started dying out and it's just not yeah. really it's it's not the same in my opinion it's it's not it's really not i mean you know like uh like our friday night mic you know it used to be 20 30 people now it's like we're lucky if we get 11 (laughs) you know it happens though um but i'm glad that we're still kind of there for the people Mm -hmm. who use it and who who need it and who want it right yeah absolutely but you're right though it's it was it was really good in this day and it's kind of dying out now um you moved at some point from boston to portland portland is that right yes um did, did, that really didn't really affect your comedy because you were just doing most online but what was that move like for you as far as the comedy online comedy scene um well yeah so it was still so yeah that happened in august of 2020 so the pandemic was still going on but i could still do out like a couple of outdoor mics sort of thing and that's what i ended up that that's really the difference I, well, I wasn't able to do it for like the first month I got back to Portland because I got into a car accident on the way to Portland. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I got into a car wreck in Nebraska. Oh, my which, if you know anything about the, the country is right in the middle. So I got into a car accident 1500 miles from anybody who could oh, help no. me. Wow. Like dead center. And uh, that was stressful. And I was worried that we weren't able to make it. So we ended up the day after uh, we ended up going to a maintenance place and being like, do you think we can drive this? We can get this to back to Oregon. And they're like, probably. 
I'm like, that's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they can't tell you for good sure. Good enough for me. I don't want to be in Nebraska anymore. This is some children of the corn <laughs> shit. That's, All right, this is like... definitely a Stephen King novel where a guy gets into a car accident in Nebraska and then hijinks ensue. <laughs> that sounds like some good uh, Nebraska um, research, you know, probably. Not the worst place I drove in the Midwest. I'm going to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Do you have a worst place? Yes. Have a worst story? <gasps> Kansas. Oh, dang. Kansas is the worst place to drive. No way. Yeah, because it takes all, one, it takes basically all day to drive throughout the entirety of Kansas. I drove from Denver to Kansas City in one day. And most of that is, is Kansas. So first off, it's extremely flat, which I feel like everybody knows, but you don't realize how flat it is until you get there. And you can realize, you can see the horizon in every direction. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And you you got like, you guys like are in a, are in a valley too, or at least like there's mountains visible. So that's not a normal thing for me. Like I grew up in the Willamette Valley. It's mountains in every direction. You can't, it's either mountains or trees. They're just, you don't have sight lines. And so you can see the edges of the earth. And the only time I saw that in my life before then was going to the ocean. And so that was just messing with my head. I'm like, this is the opposite of the ocean. We're not driving into the ocean, Cody. We're going to be fine. You're hallucinating out there too in Kansas. Yeah. And also, I just, there was nothing out there. All I saw, the, do you want to know how many cows I saw in the entirety of Kansas? Uh, yes, I do. Three cows. What? In the entire state of Kansas. Three? Three. Wow. All there was was wheat and corn and soybeans and eight billboards for the Dwight D. Eisenhower Presidential Library. That was the only things in Kansas. And an entire day, that's all you saw was wheat? That's all we saw. It took so much willpower to not fall asleep at the wheel. Wow. It was, it was, it, it felt like forever. Do you have any idea how terrible a place has to be for somebody to go, oh, thank God, we're almost to Missouri? <laughs> you know, I've never thought about that, but I think if you give a point there. Yeah. Can, that's it. but that was on the way there because we took a different route to Boston and then fr- from Boston. But yeah, Kansas was just the worst. And I, I in turn, I don't think I even saw people in Kansas. I think there was like I saw like four other cars in the entire of the state. I I don't know what's up with that state. Maybe it was just haunted that day. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite the possibility. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious, Kansas. Oh, remind me never to go there. Yeah, don't don't go there. There was nothing there. We're not in Kansas anymore. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. That was the <laughs> that part was in the original cut, but they ended up cutting that out for yeah. They the needed the extra reasons. time. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so uh, thank so, fuck, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. <laughs> that's why that guy hung himself in the movie. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> um, so what you were saying was basically like you had more exposure to outdoor mics because you were on the west coast now and uh, it wasn't so cold and snowy right 
That's cool. Uh, how was, until, how... until it got to winter here and those kind of shut down and I went back to doing Zoom for a period of time. And then, you know, the vaccine started rolling out. And I think I got mine in like February or March. And that's when I started being able to do, you know, in-person mics more consistently and, you know, make a make an actual presence here as opposed to showing up to one or two outdoor yeah. mics every week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what was the comedy scene like? Uh, in Boston or in Portland, I guess, compared to the other one? Um, so Portland, I, I really personally like the Portland scene. Uh, I mean, I haven't been here for too long, but I, there are quite a few people that I really enjoy and I really like the comedy here. And we do try and protect each other as much as we can. Um, and Boston, I did. I just didn't have a ton of experience with, and there were people I felt like I probably could have, you know, made friends with and gained connections. But there was just yeah. not enough time for me to do that. I just, did, I just wasn't there for long enough. Yeah, that makes sense to, for me to really say. But I, I do really like the Portland scene. Uh, I feel like it's. You know, we, we try our best to keep terrible people out of the comedy space, which not enough places do. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree with unfortunate. that. Unfortunate. Like mm-hmm. I, when I in Eugene, that was not the case. There oh, wow. were a decent number of people who, you know, there people didn't want them there because of the terrible things they did. And they still let them in. Because they can get you on shows and they can do this and yeah, you know they have this pull and yeah, I see that way too much in comedy scenes. Mm. It's like we have enough comedians to not have terrible people. Like, <laughs> like we're, we're not going to have a shortage of comedians if we start <laughs> kicking out all the shitheads, right? Then they just relocate to the communities who will accept them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm aware, but like they're already there anyway. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hell yeah hey so um you have become a uh a overnight i guess not overnight but maybe over a couple of night sensation <coughs> sorry okay then buddy yeah yeah um, you've become a hey there cody you've become an overnight <laughs> sensation on tiktok um uh, when did you start doing tiktok and when did you like really like start finding your voice on it Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started in February of 2021, uh, just because I was in the middle of the job search. It wasn't going super well. And I just was like, I, I saw other people, other, you know, other people in the zoom comedy world using it. And I was like, I can, I can try my hand at that. That seems like something I can do. And so I started and when I started out, it was a lot of essentially taking jokes that I had already written and just putting them into more of a rant or sketch sort of format, depending, okay. depending on the joke. <clears throat> and it started off, you know, the, the weird thing is, yeah, it took, it took relatively, it took off relatively soon. Like three of the four videos that I have that I've made that are over a million views happened that april so two months in and part of that is you know tiktok wants people to think they can go viral so that way it wants you know if you do go viral you just you you, it's a feedback loop Mm -hmm. and so they'll they'll just wait a long time and i did have other stuff go 
do pretty well after that. It just, it didn't cross, cross that threshold really until this last video, like this video I made like a month ago. Uh, and so it was, it was a very weird experience, especially because I, I didn't expect that going in at all. I had, I had no expectations of me taking off. I expected, you know, a couple of hundred, couple of hundred followers, you know, I'll post every once in a while. And, you know, like basically all of my other social medias, it's just <laughs> where it's, it, it's, I, I can make stuff, but I just don't really. And I saw the, well, no, I saw something on there relatively early on from somebody that I, like somebody I'd been following from somewhere else. And they were talking about how to be like the key to success on TikTok. And they were like, you know, you got to make one to two videos a day until you get to a point of success where you're like, you don't need to do that. And so I, at that time, I had a lot of time on my hands. And so I was able, and I also had just this massive backlog of jokes that either I had done and I knew worked or I hadn't really tried before. And so I was able to use this backlog of jokes to create all these new videos and people seemed to really like them. And I started, I was getting that positive feedback. I was, it was, you know, yeah. I, was, I was getting that feedback loop that TikTok wanted. And, you know, I think I got to 10,000 followers pretty soon. And then it just, it just kept going. And now I'm at 150,000. And yeah, I, it, but also it feels weird to me personally for people to call me, you know, like a TikTok sensation or that sort of thing. <laughs> and that's, that's not me being humble. I, I just mean that in terms of most people still have no idea who the fuck I am. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I've, I've only been recognized in public twice the entire oh, wow. time. Because of comedy or because of TikTok? Because of, because of TikTok, which I mean, wow. it's not nothing. That's cool. Yeah, two times. It is cool. It was, it, but it only happened like it, like once it happened at, at Pride. A little, like this twelve or thirteen year old kid came up to me, and they were like, "Oh, hey, are you Cody Webb?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I am. This is this is," and it was cool. And he, they ended up wanting a picture, and I took a picture with them. And I have no clue if if that ended up anywhere, but you know, oh, that was you, a cool experience. Were you wearing a shirt that said, "I am Cody Webb"? Okay. No, I was not. But oh, I dear. was wearing the costume for the the Ace Council, uh, that <laughs> character. I was just because, you know, I was like, it, the, where else am I going to wear it in public? Yeah. <laughs> where else am I going to be able to wear a crown in public? This seems yeah. like the perfect opportunity. That was great. And so I'm sure I'm pretty sure that's probably why they recognized me. And then I just just a couple of days ago, I got recognized because I was just hanging out in a coffee shop with some people and they're like, I, do I know you from TikTok? And I'm like, yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, but also there are apparently a lot of people in Portland that look exactly like me. So Whoa, that's kind of creepy. No, I had a friend of mine, like a very good friend of mine, text me and say, ha, I just saw you driving. And I was like, I'm on the couch right now. I am not driving. <laughs> they're like, no, I swear it was you. And I had to be, take a picture. And I'm like, no, I am not on the road right now. That's and they were like, they had the same green hair 
and you know eyebrows and glasses and everything and i'm like apparently apparently dyeing my hair has somehow made me less distinct looking <laughs> which i don't know how that works because i was already a very generic looking white guy before and somehow trying to green try hair made you more generic <laughs> yeah made me more generic that could only happen in portland i just realized you don't have your sweatshirt on it is it is that's July. why it feels off that's why ah, it feels that's off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. maybe that's why we didn't recognize you yeah yeah <laughs> it Wait, is july is <laughs> i don't know why it's, i it always is. expect it i i don't know why i, it's, I know it's, it's i mean i did wear it pretty frequently especially like with my with my videos as well that was something yeah. that i tried to keep consistent but also once it gets to summer it's just like no i'm not like i, I would much rather you gotta do... get the ducks the ducks t-shirt now oh yeah i can do i could do that <laughs> um but then the problem is you know when i get to recording videos it's just gonna i'm probably gonna be like oh man this shirt smells bad and then i'm gonna go <laughs> yeah to no that's, that's and then i'm gonna true. get into that and i'm gonna completely forget to make stuff so it would be your downfall. Yeah, it. you're right. Don't do that. It'd be your downfall. And also, plus, I, I've got a pretty good T-shirt collection. I like the shirts I've got, and you know, a lot of people seem to like the shirts I have, so it works out. Hell yeah! I like your uh, men aren't funny shirt. Oh yes, that that one that one's one of my favorites to wear. Yeah, uh, I was walking down the street a couple of months ago wearing that shirt, and some random guy just was, read the shirt and pointed at me and went, yes, they are, and then kept walking. <laughs> I was like, thank you for proving the shirts. Yes, they are. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's, it's funny, especially now that I've got the, the, the ambiguous hair. People are just, oh, people right. can't tell, Is your people hair can't longish? tell if I'm a man wearing the shirt ironically or if I'm just a very spiteful non-binary person. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Actually. They don't know. This they don't like know. And that's the best part about it is because I, I love making the audience uncomfortable without <laughs> having to do anything. Hey, so uh, you've only been recognized twice in public, so likely not, but has TikTok like open any doors for you or created opportunities for you yet? Yeah. Your success that you've had so far? Um, I did have a couple of opportunities pop up, um, but that was also the same month I got COVID. So I wasn't really able to take advantage of them, unfortunately. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So I, I've had, I've had a few opportunities show up. Um, and honestly for standup, I don't like talking about my TikTok as much. Oh, okay. Yeah, pers it, it's mostly just because I don't want to come off as somebody who is like, I have X amount of followers. You should book <laughs> me. All right. Like, don't yeah. even worry about the actual content of it. Just know I have I'm I'm slightly Internet famous. Yeah. And therefore, oh, yeah. I deserve to be lightly. on your show. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, it's I, I don't that. know how to bring that up naturally in conversation. That's the thing. <laughs> How do you bring up the number of TikTok followers you have you, without seeming like an asshole? You can't. It is not scientifically possible. What you do is you put it on a business card, and then right before you walk away, you just hand it to all the people. 
Cody Webb, yes. 50,000 TikTok followers. Tree killer. Yeah, but then I'd have to keep tree updating killer. the business card. <laughs> Hashtag tree killer. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 have, I have a couple of jokes that are incorporating it now. But it's very much in it's it's very much self-deprecating in the terms of like, you know, it's it's no big deal. I don't like to talk about it because I'm just humble like that. You know how it is when yeah. people are famous. <laughs> um, that, that's that's the sort of way I like to incorporate it. Just because I can see, yeah, I can see how it could be kind of an, uh, difficult to bring it up on stage without sounding like, you know, I'm I'm better than you or you know, whatever. Or even in conversation yeah like just yeah. talking with other comedians or people who are booking things and they're like why should i book you it, it's like it's still it's still a weird thing to bring up especially because i feel like tiktok tiktok doesn't have the level of respect that somebody like on youtube has and that's saying something because people on youtube don't have a ton of respect for th- like <laughs> for people like that, that's like if so- somebody's a youtuber it still doesn't sound like a job description yeah, right. right. Yeah. That doesn't sound like an actual job. And yeah, TikTok is, is somehow right, below that, especially if you don't know a lot about TikTok and yeah. you assume it's just, you know, 15 year olds dancing. Yeah, especially because TikTok. You assume is that so... it's 15 year olds dancing and this 26 year old guy walks up to you and is like, I'm famous on TikTok. You're going to be like, <laughs> um, I'm <laughs> security. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's crazy though i never thought of it like that but you're right though because tiktok it's like one minute video so it's so like instant gratification um you know where our society is now so those people are probably less likely to buy tickets to see somebody than somebody who they follow on youtube right yeah because that's more also i it's i i feel like tiktok tends to be slightly more global than youtube in terms of just like showing people from outside the country your stuff oh yeah Uh, you're right too it it, and and also just the country is so big if if i have like 60 percent of my following is from the u.s that's like let me see can i do that off the top of my head i hope so that's like ninety thousand people right but that's spread over the entirety of the u.s and so if you bring it to people just in the Portland area, it's, it's going to be, you know, at most a couple of hundred. So it doesn't, it doesn't get you a whole lot of sway, especially when, you know, the, fa- the people that are fans of me tend to be younger just because that's, those are the people that are on the app. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. True. Yeah. That makes so sense. It, it, I, it, people are impressed. People are like, yeah, you're doing a good job. Keep doing your thing. But it hasn't directly opened up any doors which i mean that's fine by me i'd rather i i'm perfectly fine getting comedy gigs off of my actual stand-up (laughs) (laughs) some number i have on the internet (laughs) yeah i mean mean, who knows eventually too um it can oh yeah if i that's the thing is if i got to the point where i'm in the like if i'm over like five hundred thousand, i'll feel a lot i'll feel more comfortable i feel like just because that that number at least feels less like a fluke, I guess. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a weird situation to be in personally. And, it, and, I, and I purposely try and keep the two pretty separate just because of how different they are. Yeah, and, definitely. 
I, I do like how it contributes to one another, like how your old jokes and things like that. You could just like get a joke, which is just words, and then make a little skit out of it. Yeah. Like that yeah. That's, that's something that definitely helps. And I've noticed because recently I, I basically had my, my voice knocked out. I oh, blew yeah. out my voice for quite a while. So I wasn't performing and I wasn't recording. And so like that creative train just kind of went to it, just came to a stop. But now that it's starting to pick back up again, now that my voice is working, I'm starting to get just ideas for things, just randomly walking down the street. And it's just like, you know, nice. I can apply that. And a lot of the time it's for TikTok. A lot of the time it's for stand up. But most of the time it'll work for both. Sweet. Just just the random ideas that are just, you know, the, 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 the base of a joke. And I've just got to figure out how to make that work in whichever medium I'm trying to make it work on. That's yeah, awesome. That is really cool. That, I mean, oh, go ahead. That's, a, that's another thing about that's very different from TikTok and uh, stand-up is with TikTok, you have to make people like pay attention immediately. Right. Because right? because if they're if they're not interested, if you don't bring, get their interest in the first like two and a half seconds they can just be like eh, i'm not interested yeah with stand-up like the, the amount of it takes a lot more time than that to walk out of the room mm -hmm. so you don't have to be immediately funny or immediately get somebody else's attention so when you when you're the the two different kinds of jokes i i have to cut a lot more from tiktok stuff because of that because i have to get to the meat of it so quickly or else people just aren't going to be paying attention. Fortunately, I do have a, a following that tends to be a little bit better than that. Mm. But you know, you still you still have to you still have to lure people in a lot more quickly. Dang! Speaking of luring people in, oh, I this think... is not a good segue. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I remember we've heard you've been kidnapping people recently. I'm pretty sure you we have had... some candy. We have some candy, Cody. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you had um, like a really weird moment where on TikTok somebody was uploading your comedy clips. Was that was that something that happened to you? That. As far as I'm aware, that specifically hasn't happened. Oh, wow. But there was somebody on there who was, who I'm just not going to mention the name, but they, they, you, they had Cody Webb in their name and they had my bio, <gasps> but they, you, they did not have a picture of me. They had a picture of the first Google image results for Cody Webb, what? which is somebody completely different. Whoa, whoa we do not look remotely similar oh and so goodness. it was yeah so it just it was that and people were people kept you know saying like hey this person <laughs> after i followed you tried to get me to follow them back is this you and i had to be like no and eventually i put out a video and i'm like this guy doesn't even look like me <laughs> I, i've i've got i've got like a small beef with the other cody webs <laughs> I'm the only one that knows about it, but I'm still going to call it a beef. Oh, dang. Uh, because because I'm like the third most famous Cody Webb. Oh, oh wow. wow. There cool. is one Cody Webb who is like a C-tier country singer. I've I, I haven't heard any of his stuff, but I know he's a country singer. He's the guy. He's the he's the guy in the picture. And then there's another Cody Webb that honestly I that I knew about 
10 years, like 11 years ago, because he is an enduro cross rider. And I once saw him at the X games. So I was just watching the X games and there was Cody Webb was in this race and I was like 11 years old. And I'm like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) And so I already knew about that guy, but yeah, the, the other Cody Webb is new to me. And I, every once in a while, I just like to throw shade at the, at the, at the country music singer, Cody Webb, because <laughs> for no, no particular reason, I just think it's funny. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> really be funny if with responded. people with the same name. It's, it's very fun. It'd be great if you responded. One of these days I, I, I'm hoping, but I, not, not, not as far as I know. What uh, what is it you do? Do you tweet him? Do you uh, TikTok like to talk about him on a TikTok? How do you throw shade at him? So in the, so in the picture, in, in like his main picture, he's smiling really weird. Like he's smiling with a lot of top <laughs> teeth. Like this is how he smiles. And so I always, I'm always like, as you can tell, we are not the same person because I have an upper lip. and so and it's just like just throw just throwing just random needless insults at this guy who does not deserve it at all his only sin was also being named cody webb and trying to become famous that was his (laughs) only thing he did wrong and i'm just throwing completely needless insults at this man and i mean it's not even really his fault like honestly the cameraman should have said something like, it, dude, this is going to look weird. I need you to just, like, dial down the smile a little bit. Smell like a normal person. Smile a little <laughs> bit less with your teeth, and I think this will work out. Like, honestly, I don't blame Cody Webb for this. It, it, it's, it's like, you know, somebody doing bad acting in a movie. It's the director's fault, but everybody's just going to see the actor that's doing it. <laughs> but he's just guilty by association. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's funny to me because I don't think he's probably going to see it. And it's it's fun having beef with somebody who has no idea who you are. <laughs> honestly, honestly, that's one of my favorite things to do. And the best part is if he ever finds out about it, hey, is this guy named Cody Webb that's bashing you online? He's going to be like, wait, <laughs> yeah, what? Wait, yeah, wait, no, it's me. Did you say Cody Webb? He has yeah. my name and he hates me. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I think uh, uh, eventually you should do a TikTok where uh, he's a guest on there and you guys make make a man. Oh, I mean, my sister does live in Nashville, so that would be easier to do than you might think. <laughs> oh, dang. I can't wait for that. That'll be yes. So, I will um, I will contact my sister and she, see if she can get in touch with Cody Webb. Can, hell yeah. I think I we think, can we can box or whatever. I don't know. We'll figure uh, something out. Celebrity, oh celebrity and regular guy. It'll boxing. be the most confusing boxing match to announce. Right. <laughs> we both have the same name. It'll be a very unclear which Cody Webb is doing what. Which one? Cody W. They're both Cody that. W. <laughs> Listen to that match on the radio. Yeah. Cody Webb, he goes in. Oh, Cody Webb is down. <laughs> Hell yeah. So you were back in Portland for a little while. You're, uh, you know, you're out there. You're doing your thing. Uh, just what's it like out there in the world doing comedy again? It is. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, doing comedy and making people laugh and getting into that space where you're just kind of rolling like that's that's one of my favorite things personally that like that's one of the that's one of the few things that bring me joy 
Uh, because I am deeply broken inside. And I mean, we aren't we all? (laughs) Yeah. So that's just one of those things where if it works, it works really well. And you know, sometimes there's some duds, but you just gotta you just gotta power through them. It's 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 figuring out how to recover from that Mm -hmm. and how to not let that drain you on stage. For real. Yeah. Especially me, because I feel like a lot of comedians can get away with, you know, not having the same energy level all the time. But mm-hmm. with me, like I come in and I'm just on all cylinders. And so it becomes a lot more noticeable if, if I just start, you know, fading through because, you know, the audience isn't reacting and it's, and it's, just, and it's just breaking me inside. <laughs> I feel that sometimes, you know what? Yeah, I think you're right. I think I don't think I knew what that feeling was, but I think I feel that sometimes. Yeah, it's just, and, and it's really easy to start spiraling. And so you just have to keep you have to keep yeah. in your head. You're like, no, you got to keep the same energy. You got to keep this how we rehearsed it or else you're definitely not going to make this work. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the way I write my jokes is I write them for high energy. Cody, I write, write them, them for the most chaotic version of myself. Do you write them yelling? I don't. Why? Well, I, I don't. Yeah. The, all my <laughs> jokes are in all caps. Uh, <laughs> And if I want, you can't want a part where I'm in the morning because your spouse will get angry. (laughs) No, I try. I try and be a pretty good neighbor. I try and make sure all the shit that's going on happens at a reasonable time. They're like, he's just always yelling. Why is he screaming in the shower? Oh, he's just practicing some stand up. Yeah, I I try. Well, I don't. Yeah, that's the thing. Is when I'm rehearsing it, I'm not not really doing it full volume most of the yeah, time no. most of the time i'm just going like just internally going okay. through my head maybe mouthing the words um so just because i it's it's very easy to feel self-conscious about that oh, sort of yeah. thing uh, just like having neighbors that can hear you yeah absolutely yeah. um and so that's why i try and do it during during the day so that way you know, I'm at least at the very least, nobody's going to get mad at me for disturbing their sleep, hopefully. Oh, that's or at the very least, it's less likely because, you know, there are people who work night shifts, but there, I don't think there are very many people here that do that. So I feel like I'm pretty safe. I feel like I, I've never I've heard noise complaints on animals on children being too loud. You never really hear the noise complaints of people with comedy <laughs> right. I mean, people get the they're so called. loud laughing enjoying their people time get, i'm sure comedy <laughs> shows have gotten the cubs called on them for being too loud what yeah somewhere in the world <laughs> i don't know it's a happened. weird comedy show it's like oh, the cops are here loud. the cops are here times times stop doing comedy Put the microphone down and put your hands up. There you go. I have a closer. I have a closer. <laughs> I got two more minutes on my side. I haven't got the light yet. Is it... The police lights count as lights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's crazy, though. Yeah. I forgot what we were <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Something about the police shutting down a comedy. Yeah, show. he you just like triggered him, man. Noise complaints. Like, he's like, uh, police? What? Where? Police? police? I, don't know. <laughs> I gotta go. I think they're after me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. About you getting the police called on you uh, for practicing your comedy. 
and the possibility of that happening in Portland? Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think that's a big possibility unless, unless I'm doing material that makes it sound like somebody's in immediate danger, but I feel <laughs> I try it. I purposefully try and avoid material like that. Right? So, <laughs> like if you only hear the yelling, sure. You might be like somebody, some might be concerned, but if you listen to the actual words that I'm saying and I'm yelling about just like, <laughs> pineapples or something <laughs> you're gonna be like no okay this guy's not a threat we're serious it's fine he's just very passionate about pineapple he's 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 clearly having some sort of uh, breakdown but i don't need to call somebody about that <laughs> unless he's throwing pineapples being right. abusive with pine you know what uh speaking of like uh crazy ridiculous moments in the comedy scene have you had yours yet where you've been performing at a show or at a show where it just got so ridiculous? I've had weird shows. I don't think I've gotten to that point. The closest I would have to say is the time I got heckled by my grandma. Oh, wow. no. Your wow. grandma? Yeah. It was, it was, it was, yes. It was not on purpose. It was not on purpose. Oh, okay. I, I just told <laughs> one of my jokes. I just told one of my jokes and she was like, Jesus Christ. And I'm like, don't heckle me, grandma. <laughs> and things just kind of spiraled from there. You can't just yell that at somebody <laughs> and have a normal rest of your night. So, and it was already a weird night to begin with. It was just a weird audience that you couldn't tell what they were going to laugh at. And then everybody just broke down from that. So. <laughs> and then from there you just roasted your grandma until security kicked her out yeah until and yeah no i had security called on her immediately yeah. um <laughs> at this random random kava bar in eugene oregon <laughs> they they definitely had security oh my god the show they didn't even have a mic at the thing but they were like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but for a mic you need electricity you don't need that for security maybe that that's how true. you started shouting oh yeah <laughs> no 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 that's just a happy coincidence uh, like man we don't have a microphone we need a comedian let's get cody webb yeah exactly that's very helpful yeah hell oh yeah, my gosh. yeah. <laughs> that, sorry that reminds me of that um when we were at the brit and you were on stage and on the stage they have like this banner in the front and so pe when people were up on stage doing their, their set, there was this big old banner just chopping off their head. So I, <laughs> I don't remember this at all. That was at the bridge. This is a story about me and being on stage? Yeah. What well, you and everybody else. Oh, me and everybody else. Okay. I don't remember that at all. Oh, well, it was it was funny. Uh, I guess I forgot to tell you it was a funny thing. I guess I had to be there. Oh, wait. I was. He was totally there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> How's Princess doing? I know with July 4th, it's not so nice for the, the animals. Um, yeah, Princess has been doing a lot better than usual. Oh, good. Um, Aurora has been get, like started put like building up like CBD oh treats for God. her. <laughs> so I mean, not like building, but like, you know, slowly getting her accustomed to it. Oh, okay. A couple okay. of days with dogs to just get more calm. And she's been doing pretty well. She hasn't hidden the bathtub yet, which is her favorite place to hide from fire. I don't know why. 
that seems so like that might be though. so yeah so the last couple of july 4th and surrounding days have been spent just in the bathtub with princess oh well, that's a good and that's i'm a not good taking a bath i am fully clothed and i'm just you know comforting princess making yeah. her feel better which... that's a good dog parent Hell yes yeah. Yeah. yeah with our yeah, cat she, um she could go either way sometimes she could not care sometimes she could be a little anxious mm-hmm. that's yeah. good thank you for telling <laughs> yeah, me yeah i'm, I'm <laughs> glad i'm glad princess is doing better yeah it's, it's nice not having to be in the bathtub when <laughs> happening. yeah yeah that's cool Do you have any plans uh for this evening no, I don't. I don't have any plans. Basically, every July Fourth has and the surrounding days have just been all right. We got to have at least one of us home to make sure this dog doesn't have a full-on panic attack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, fortunately, it hasn't been too bad yet, which hopefully means it'll be. I mean, I don't expect it to be chill by any means, but I I'm hoping it'll be not just constant fireworks for several hours oh like it usually gosh. is um oh my god it's been like that every day for two weeks here because <laughs> they're legal because uh, you can just buy yeah. them in the parking lot they just go crazy as catching yeah. oh you know if you want to know something crazy it was like that in boston for like a month what people were just shooting fireworks off all the time like from oh, like june 15th wow. to july 15th just constant fireworks and mind you this was during like the BLM protests and stuff. And so it was really weird, this contrast of everyone just being like, yeah, America is doing a lot of terrible things and also just being very patriotic at the same right? time. Right? <laughs> yeah. so weird. weird. I feel like that's kind of the vibe this year too, you know, because we had yeah. a, a big yeah. thing just kind of happened with the country and people are feeling a little less patriotic right now because it just happened a few, like a week, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Cody, when you're not uh, doing stand up or on stage and you're not doing TikToks, like what's going on in your life? What are you up to? Um, I mean, right now it's mostly just a lot of Stardew Valley. Just uh, I'm using that as a coping mechanism currently. <laughs> um, so I've been doing that a lot. I like to I like to eat. That's one of my favorite things. Oh yeah. Uh, it's but it, it's mostly just a lot of, you know, hanging out and watching YouTube or Netflix or whatever. Um Yeah, it's 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 I I spend most of my time just chilling out. I don't I don't have a lot of other hobbies at this point. I'm working yeah. on that. But I relate to that, I, I relate to that too, <laughs> you know. I and I feel like a lot of people um are kind of that's kind of what we programmed ourselves to make our, our normal daily habits uh, when the pandemic happened is just like whatever, just put it around the house, you know? Right. <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, I was like that pre-pandemic. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, not a lot changed. Yeah, I'm probably on, same in that too. respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a life, Cody. That's that's pretty damn interesting. Right. You, I mean, you... I yeah, I've got work stuff. And then when I'm not doing that or doing other comedy related stuff, I'm, you know, no, most of the time just chilling out, hanging out with my dog, that sort of stuff. I love I, it. Yeah, I don't really go out other than comedy or grocery shopping at this point. Yeah, no, no I, I, I see that really. 
I mean, I'm, I'm starting to make some connections, so maybe that'll change relatively soon, but nice. who knows? I Have mean, you ever... it, it would be pretty standard for me to spend most of my time inside just by myself, so. Have you ever considered, uh, like, doing any acting? I know acting's not probably, probably popular in Portland, uh, but doing like that because your skits kind of show a little bit of a range for you to be able to perform different kinds of characters. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely a former theater kid. Um, I feel like that's pretty obvious with <laughs> everything I do. Yeah, I can uh, see that. I, have, I very much have a former theater kid energy. Uh, the reason I stopped, so I stopped like pretty soon, like pretty soon after I started doing stand-up. Actually, yeah, so I started doing stand-up a, a, just after I finished up doing acting because just the acting scene just the scene there, I did, really did not like it. Oh. It was very, it was very shallow. It was very unprofessional. And you would either have people taking it too seriously, like the choreographer that left me with a serious hip flexor injury. Wow. Or they would take it not seriously enough, like the one lead in the show I was in that seemed like they probably showed up drunk to a performance. Oh no. So it was just, it was just, there was, and also, you know, it felt like the amount of time I would have to do paying my dues. Yeah. And I mean, for one of the places I felt like that I was never going to move up unless everybody, unless a lot of people quit, because they were very much, they were basically casting the same people in the lead roles every single time. Oh, wow. That, that sucks. While, <laughs> while at the other places I did, they were a little bit more lenient. They were definitely, they, they definitely showed a lot of favoritism. And it, 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 it felt, if, and also there was times where it's just like, you know, I was, even though I was generally the most professional, if I made a mistake, I would get lashed out at. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, oh, it was man, just, that sucks. That does yeah, suck, was, yeah. Like, for The Little Mermaid, during, a, like, a, a cold run, which is basically, like, we're already performing the show, but mm -hmm. we're, ju we're just going through the show one more time because it's been a couple of days. I missed my entrance and the director came over and just started chewing me out in front of people. Oh my God. And I, I, I didn't say anything. Cause that's just kind of how I did things at that point is I was just very non-confrontational. I still kind of am, Yeah. but yeah. just internally, I was like, really, you want to lecture <laughs> me about this shit? You're the person who made it. So I was in the dark for two of my shows because you didn't get a lighting cue, right? and the light bulb burned out and you didn't fix it the next night. So I was in the dark during my song, oh. having the other person in my scene, like clenching my hand because they were so nervous. And I had to be a professional and pretend like this was supposed to happen. Oh my not God. Like give a death glare to the lighting guys. Like you cannot <laughs> yell at me for missing an entrance during a dress rehearsal and also pull that shit. Okay. You were also, and also for this show, they got the music cues wrong all the time. Oh, it's just wow. like, you know, clean up your own shit before yeah. going after mine. Right? Okay? <laughs> I am right. the most professional person here.
And you were I have been kid. putting up with this bullshit and have not said a goddamn thing. You do not get to chew me out in front of fucking children because I missed an entrance in a dress rehearsal. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I was telling the person who was doing the stage transition, hey, if you do it this way, it might not work out. And so I was telling them like, hey, yeah, let us do this because I didn't want to just have like us awkwardly stuck on stage and not have this transition come in front of us. Right. It was, yeah, that was the, that was the final straw was just real <laughs> and realizing how terribly I was treated in that community. Oh, you could feel it. Well, just yeah. you, like describing it. You could feel like, damn. Yeah. And that's it. not even, yeah. And honestly, I haven't even brought up the choreographer who was just <laughs> oh my God. the worst person I have ever met in my life. Honestly, because because oh so what they did is they were brought on because, you know, the, the previous like we had a weird thing with the previous choreographer where they like quit halfway during our thing. And so this other person who happened to have a dance background subbed in and they were also like in the ensemble. And but for the other shows that happens that when they were like the permanent full time choreographer, mm -hmm. Not only would they purposefully put everybody they didn't like in the back, not only did they, they also created, so they created the choreography with like professional dancers in mind. They were oh, like, no. but, and, and instead of making the choreography suitable for the dancers she had, she made the choreography and then basically just made us do it for like four hours straight Ooh, to get this wow. in every day for like six days a week to make sure we got this choreography perfect. And um, for Mary Poppins, like the people, because so that was like our third show of the they season. They sound like such delightful shows. And then yeah. you make it and so, so for our third show of the season, Everybody had was was injured, basically, because she was pushing people way too hard. Wow. And wow. I got to the point where I could not lift my my right leg an inch off the ground. Oh my. Like my hip flexor was just completely messed up. And the worst part about this is I told the choreographer about this. I was like, what do I do about this? Somebody said, ask, ask the choreographer. And so I did. And she said, I don't know. Go ask the person who's studying to be a nurse. You want to know what that injury is called? The injury that I had? Oh, no. Dancer's hip. <laughs> wow. It was this accurate. person has a bachelor degree in dance. So either they don't know what dancer's hip is and don't know how to treat it, which is the pretty much the most common injury in dance in ballet, or they had so little respect for me that they thought a first year nursing student would know what to do oh more than God. they would. They were like, I don't fucking care. I don't care if you're hurt. Whoa. Go ask somebody else. It's not my problem. Yeah. This is what I mean by they were like the worst person. Yeah. I, and I mean, they were outwardly, they were generally like outside of the state, outside of the actual rehearsal space. They were generally pretty nice. But like at some and, and also I was like 19 at the time. And so I assumed 
I, I basically just put all of that on me instead of assuming that, oh, no, they're just a shitty person. I, I assumed I was the problem. I was the one not working hard enough. I was the one making it so everybody else was struggling. And so, yeah, it was it was really yeah. bad. It was really bad. And it's just like, that's that's why I don't do theater anymore is because... I mean, I'm sure it's not the same scene here in Portland, but at the same time, I, um, unless I see something that I'm like, I really want to do that, I'm I'm not planning on going back. Oh, I yeah. very much prefer I would, stand up. It sounds I like it sounds that. like the individual people definitely have a bad taste in your mouth. Oh yeah, yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible. Dang. I know. Who knows? We could have had the next uh, Jim Carrey on our hands here. Well, I would say so. Cody's very expressive with his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, I, I cannot do I cannot do the facial gymnastics of Jim Carrey, but I do appreciate I do appreciate the <laughs> comparison. Uh, so who who has inspired you along? Your, did you already ask that? I don't think so. Yeah, who's been your inspiration? Yeah. Uh, just along the way, the comedy, the TikTok, even the theater, like everything. Who'd you get yeah. from? So I would say uh, a couple of people that definitely inspired me. Uh, Mitch Hedberg is probably Hell the yeah. biggest one. And even though it doesn't really reflect in my comedy that much, because we have very different styles, I feel like I, I feel like I, I've adopted the, you know, just taking things taking normal things and just bringing them to the absurd that's that's yeah. what i try and do and i feel yeah. like you know we go about it in two very different ways but i i, I think it works out really well mm -hmm. uh john john mulaney's another one nice especially his early stuff I, that was just you know everybody really liked it and i i really liked it i don't know if it necessarily inspired me but that's just another comedian growing up that i watched a lot uh Bo Burnham is another one I really like his stuff yeah uh, that that was been a little later on for me because I didn't really see him until I, I got to college but yeah I don't think I've seen his stuff I should check it out oh yeah he he's he I I, I love I, I love his stuff he's just another person that you know takes the, takes things to an absurd level so he take he just he just just keeps bringing up the energy and that's something that I really enjoy uh, a lot of like YouTubers, honestly, were a big influence just because that was a lot of the stuff I was watching at that point, you know, in those formative years, like late high school or like early college. Nice. Like which uh, ones were your top faves? Like Pew Pew Pew. What's his name? No, Pew I was, I was, no, I was not PewDiePie. PewDiePie. No, um, <laughs> it, it was, you know, medium to like, you know, small, like, like not super big, but, you know, still had, you know, millions, a million or so followers. Nice. Uh, I remember uh, Peanut Butter Gamer is one that I remember really liking. I really enjoyed mm -hmm. the way he went about things. Um, I'm blanking on a few of the other ones and or the other ones have been involved in terrible scandals. And I oh, yeah. If it doesn't to, come out like before, it'll come out later. Man. I, right, I used yeah. to like uh, Prank versus Prank. Uh, it was a couple that used to prank each other to the point where they broke up. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty common. That happens a lot more than people realize. Um, 
Yeah. So oh, it was a lot of like, you know, early, like mid internet YouTube video game content uh, that I watched. And I feel like, you know, there were, there were definitely people that, that those were definitely people that influenced me in terms of my comedy, but yeah. it, it's hard for me to nail down influences because I purposefully write my jokes to try and be shit that I haven't seen before. Nice. Right. Cause I, I, I don't like it when I'm at an open mic and somebody's telling a new joke or a new joke to them. And I can tell what the punchline is before they've even finished the setup. Oh, I hate that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I'm, I, I, like I've, I've got a pretty big knowledge base of like what, stuff jokes have been told before and so i'm not saying they're out there stealing these jokes or necessarily even being unoriginal mm-hmm. it's just that i don't want to do that um even if it hurts me in terms of audiences because there are definitely a lot of the times where i could go for the easy joke and i know the audience is going to laugh but i purposefully don't do that just because just to make just to make a kind of joke that you know that I feel that I feel like hasn't been made before. Yeah. And I mean, I try and not do that to my detriment. If I have a joke that I know is somewhat cliche, or at the very least is covering ground that other people have talked about before, but it is coming from a different angle, then I can justify it. But most of the time I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do something completely different. Like I'm trying, I'm, this is going to, this is going to make me seem conceited, but I do kind of want to be like the Monty Python of comedy. Oh, nice. In in terms of just like, you don't know what to expect, but it's always going to slap. That's what I want it to be. I mean, you're doing a good job of it. Right. We've we've seen your, you know, jokes and and your videos and, uh, really cumulatively you have kind of embraced that part and I think that's what we like about your your sense of humor is that uh, it could go any way and that right. really keeps it fresh all the time that's the, th- that's the thing is if you become unpredictable then the predictable thing is also unpredictable so you get so many <laughs> options <laughs> if you that's tell the joke that everybody expects from everybody else but then you're me and you're, I'm just like bringing shit all over the place. And then I tell a normal joke that then becomes submit, su- not submissive, subversive, two very different words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. I write very submissive jokes. They are, they, they, <laughs> if they don't get the attention from the audience that they deserve, they just shrivel up and just, like, just have a terrible rest of their day. I like uh, to be handcuffed when I write jokes. Dang. <laughs> I'm terrible handwriting. I can't tell what most of my jokes are saying because I'm having to write with the hands so close together. So do you have a, a, a comedy goal that you're, you're trying to get to next? Not really. Honestly, I'm mostly doing this for, for the fun of it. I'm, doing, I'm viewing this as a hobby currently because if I, if I were to try and do this full time or try and get a tour or something like that Mm -hmm. that would be possible but the point where i would be financially secure is still would still be very far away and 
you know, the odds are still stacked against me, no matter how funny I am, the odds are, uh, the odds are always going to be stacked against me. Yeah. And I feel like if I focus on the achievements I could get through comedy, that's, that's going to, that's setting me up to fail. Whereas if I focus on just being a good comedian and making people laugh that I can do and that I can do consistently. And it doesn't matter the other people that would be involved in that process. That's great. That's a good yeah. way. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of people try and I, I'm not the first person to think about this. Um, I, I just like the, the, there are, I, I like the criticism that people have where it's like, you shouldn't try and be famous. Cause if you're trying to be famous, then you become famous. And then what, what do you do next? Right. You've met your goal. You have nothing else to achieve. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're just out there trying to become really good at something that you enjoy doing, mm-hmm. then at the very least you, you like that, that, that it's, it's an open-ended goal, but you can always, achieve, you can achieve it still. So. And it doesn't matter where you are in life, because that's the thing with success and fame and money and all that, it boils down to who you know and straight up luck, right? That's 95% of it. Yeah. And that's not something you can really control. You can't control, like, I can't just become friends with like a producer in the industry. That would require like without stalking them. <laughs> and that's not something I want to do. All right. I don't want my story to be because I don't want there. Are, I know there. I think I remember hearing on a podcast. There was like one guy that legitimately did that, but most people that's not going to work, <laughs> especially given how submissive my comedy is. Right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So basically just trying to be a, the best comedian I can be. And so that way people want me to come like, people ask me to do things. Yeah. Like that's the point I want to be at. I am at that point at some levels at other points. I'm definitely, I I'm not at the front of people's minds yet, but I'm working for that. And I'm still at the point where I got to ask people for things, but you know, I just, I just didn't really enjoy being on stage. I really, I really enjoy making people laugh. And so yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I'm trying for. And yeah, that's 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 all. That's all. <laughs> I think that's you're all, I think really, you're yeah. well on your way. Yeah. Um, to being in demand because you're very funny. You're still really young, you know. So you got oh, yeah. more, you know, a few more years to develop. Um, and you. you know, you you're on your way there. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. That's the thing. Is right. I, I I've gotten to the age where I can start writing about my own experiences instead of just random shit I've noticed, which was most Party. of my comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it was it was very observational and just you know t- just t- just taking things to the absurd level and I've, I've been talking a lot more about just things that have happened to me or you know my childhood or just you know experiencing things and so that's definitely something I w- wouldn't have been able to do as much when I was younger so I feel like you know yeah, yeah. now that I've got this fully developed prefront prefrontal <laughs> cortex now is when the comedy can arrive Woo. <laughs> hell yeah yay appreciate your uh pre whatever you Not just said prefrontal pre it's a harder word than i thought it would be prefrontal cortex yeah that all right it's the, it's the front part of your brain that has all the thoughts and and the voices 
What did you say? Um, you have 150,000 TikTok followers? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you have any like any projects or anything coming up in the future? Not a ton. Uh, like I said earlier, I've been dealing with vocal problems for the past couple of months. Yeah. And so that that's very that's very much put a uh, slowed things down. Uh, I am going to be on Portland's Funniest, uh, Portland's Funniest Person. So I'm going to be in the first round of that. My round is July is Tuesday, July 12th. I don't know if this will be out by then, but hopefully I'll be in the, the round after that. So <laughs> I mean, I can't say for sure, but it is an, it's an, it's an elimination thing. So yeah. I don't I don't know too many people on that ticket, but also they if somebody just has a really good night. The, there's not a whole lot I can do, but yeah, somebody has I, a lot I feel of friends. There's not I can do either, huh? Does the audience vote? The audience votes, but okay. I also do have a good amount of. I I know enough people that I feel oh, like good. I'll probably be okay. Hell and yeah. also, I like saying that my strategy is just to have everyone vote for me in for second place. Like that's yeah. the, they they vote for their friend, and then I'm number two, which means Heck I'm yeah. really number one. But they had they were obligated to vote for their friend number one. You so. should make that into a bit if you're able to. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> concept. Well. That might work. I'm, I, I, I mean, I, it's coming up in a week, and I'm going to be doing open mics. I might. I'm, I'm going to. I'm try. I'll try that out. You should. I'll try like, that out beforehand and see if people like it. And then if I if it does work, then I'll. You, yeah, you'd be like, oh, Cody, yeah, like Cody Webb, you're number two comedian. I'm selling number two T-shirts, number two pencils out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something weird like that. That'd be good. Awesome, man. Well, I, I hope you do well on that. You you you've been working yeah, really hard. And you're very funny. Thank you. I hope you do well on that. Awesome. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. It's been super fun talking to you. There's another motorcycle going by. <laughs> as you can here. Uh, Welcome thing- to the Motorcycles and Loud Cars podcast. Woo! With the live from uh, the Speedway <laughs> here in Tracy, California. Live from the middle lane of I-5 northbound. <laughs> <laughs> um what was I going to say? Oh, you want to go ahead and plug your social media? Yeah. Yeah. So you can follow me at the real Cody Webb on pretty much everything. Most of my materials on TikTok, but I try, I try and post others, my, my material on other places as well. Uh, you can also find me at the fake Cody Webb on TikTok. That's <laughs> where I've been putting, that's where I've been putting my stand up Cause you know, you kind of have to separate things cause not everyone's going to be a fan of stand up, And so. That's that's what I've been doing. Oh, interesting. Very smart. Yeah, the the algorithm's weird like that. Where if you have things that are a little too different, you gotta you gotta change it up a little bit. So, interesting. How that's is a, the fake Cody Web account doing? Yeah, I mean, not as well. Uh, I I haven't publicized it. Too, I haven't publicized it enough. Oh. But yeah, I'm working on that. And also, dumping the, the fact that I didn't have a ton of stand up to be able to post for the past few months. That oh. that didn't help a whole right. Lot that makes sense so. too. Yeah, because you've been having the, the vocal problems. That's cool though, man. That's cool. I'll definitely go follow your uh, second account too and give you some uh, some mm-hmm. love on there as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and you can follow us on social media at hypothetical comedy on Instagram, at hype the comedy on Twitter, and on Facebook it's just hypothetical comedy. That's true. Yeah. What about you? Oh hey, uh, and you can. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at she shines for you all spelled out. No, uh, no numbers, no numbers. That's a, it's a first, I guess, for everyone. Cause they always ask me, Hey, is it a number four? And I'm like, no, 
Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, my my Twitter handle is one two three four five six, all spelled out. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's at Funky Sam Medina. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Venmo and all that fun stuff. Say it. It across the board. I didn't say it this time. <laughs> I've been saying um, Funky Sam Medina across the board. And then she gives me shit for it. Because he's been saying it like over and over again. Uh, thank you very much, Cody. Yeah, thank Not you. Not a problem. Thank you for having me.